Hello and welcome back to the What If Adventure with me Lisa Medler and today we are looking at this couple on their first meeting and we are going to talk about compliments, taking and receiving compliments. But first things first, I think uh, there needs to be an apology, an explanation for being away for so long. And uh, I was away on uh, internship, industrial attachment, and it's been uh, it's been tough. I'm not going to lie, it's been tough. But I've been home recovering, and I thought maybe it's time to get back into the swing of things. And so today. We get to the couple being on a date. Previously, we've talked about how she prepared, how she was insecure, about how she looked and about other girls loving her beloved, and how she wanted to know where he is. But now we get to talk about how they are together now. They are hanging out, is it? When we get this from Songs of Solomon, chapter 1, we've been studying Songs of Solomon, chapter 1. We are now in Songs of Solomon, also Songs of Songs. Chapter 1, verse 12 to 17. It says, While the king was on his couch, my nard gave forth its fragrance. My beloved is to me a bag of mire that lies between my breasts. My beloved is to me a cluster of hina blossoms in the vineyards of Engedi. Behold, you are beautiful, my love. Behold, you are beautiful. Your eyes are doves. Behold, you are beautiful, my beloved. Truly lovely our couch is green the beams of our house are cedar and our rafters are pine okay so that's that's a lot of compliments being thrown around i I think back to um a while back about two years ago we had this dinner at our church and uh, i came in I, i must have come in early did not know that it was normal to be fashionably late it was my first time in nairobi for a long time that is and I came in and a friend of mine, friend now, not necessarily a friend then, was in a suit and I was like, you look good. And they said, thank you. I'm not even dressed yet. <laughs> they went, they got dressed and they forgot to say, you you actually look better now. I should have said that. But I think what to the culture I have grown up in and uh, we, we don't compliment each other. It is not something that we do. Not to friends and generally even to lovers most lovers i know do not compliment each other it's just there's just a cold way in which we run relationships but uh here we have these two lovers and they are complimenting each other first we started at the very beginning with her saying that his name to her is like ointment being poured forth and then later he talks about um in just the previous verse what we read in our previous episode that uh She's like the mayor of a rouse chariot. And now we have them going full on complimenting each other. And she says he's like a bag of mire <laughs> put between her breasts. We know that uh, if you if you were to have any kind of perfume, usually you put it on where there's a pulse. As in, that is why we put the perfume either on our wrists because there's usually a pulse or uh, just under the neck, just uh, where there is at the... <clears throat> where there's usually a pulse under the neck and now here we have her saying she would put like they would put the the bag of my in between the breast so that when your heart beats uh, because it's a warm place then the fragrance would would uh, engulf the people around you or engulf you yeah it would give forth its fragrance and she says he's like that 
pleasant I suppose to be around. And then she says also that he is to her like a cluster of hina blossoms in the vineyards of Engedi. First of all, it's a vineyard. The thing you have in a vineyard is vines, which vines produce wine, not hina. So he would be so unique, I suppose. He would be so unique that he stands out to her. There is the vines and then there is the hina. And uh, he's so unique to her, he stands out to her. I know that we see later in the other chapter that he says to her that she's like the lily among the thorns. It has the same effect. And then he goes off. Here he goes off. He says, you are beautiful, my love. And he repeats that about three times in the same passage. You're beautiful, my love. Behold, you're beautiful. Your eyes are doves. I think it's so different because she she describes his aura, if we were to put it that way. She describes how he is to her. Here, him, he describes how she she is, how she looks. Her eyes are like doves and that she's truly lovely. She's not just lovely, she's truly lovely. And then now he talks about their couch is green and the beams of their house are cedar and their rafters are pine. So I assume they are outside because there's a lot of um nature imagery. They are outside, they're probably somewhere near the woods or somewhere they can see the woods. So that he's talking about the different woods that exist, the pine and the cedar and all that. Probably also have a view of Engedi. Today we were talking about compliments and there's a lot of compliments being given. There's a shame that sometimes comes with accepting compliments among people, whether it is from just a friend or from... Someone you know, an acquaintance, or even someone that you love. If someone, for example, says, someone said to me the other day, uh, remind me not to look at your eyes when you're speaking. It's distracting. And I, I, I was very confused for a second there. There's a, a shame, like, I could have said thank you, which is what we expected to say, but I stood there confused because in my head I was di- dissecting, scientifically speaking. Why would someone be distracted by eyes? Anyway, if you've never seen me, if you've never seen a photo of me, which I expect you have never, I wear spectacles. My spectacles are very thick in lenses. So it usually looks, my eyes do not look the way they actually are if you're looking through my glasses. So my first reaction was to go scientifically dissect. Technically, they can't see my eyes. Or some people will say my eyes are not very beautiful. Like someone will compliment you. And especially if you've been in a situation that people are putting you down for how you look like, you might feel a bit ashamed to take the compliment. But I think to how God says we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that and also God looked at all his creation and said, it is very good. Like God looks at you and says, it is very good. You are very good. You're very pleasant. So that that obliges us two things. First, we must see the beauty in others. Second, we must realize that there is beauty in you. I had someone say, you put the beauty in the word beautiful. As in, God did not create anything that was ugly. God did not create anything that was unpleasant. He created you and he said it was good. He says that it is good. So that we must realize that we must know no man after the flesh. Yeah, we must know no man after the flesh. Sure, you might look at someone and think just, you know, what day was this one created? Not that I encourage you to do that. 
we must see beyond the flesh and be in tune with the spirit to see the beauty that it is in this person. So that even you, as a Christian, it should be possible by the help of the Holy Spirit to see the beauty that is in you. Because you are a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. You are not just who you used to be. All those dreaded things that you have done, all the dirt, all the, all the sins that you have committed are made new. You are made beautiful in Christ. So that if you see the beauty in yourself, then you your eyes are trained to see beauty. And you can see the beauty in others. And the way it has taken you time to see the beauty in yourself, don't let it take time for someone else to see the beauty in them. Be the one who encourages them. I like this and this about you. It is beautiful the way you speak to others. It is admirable how you are patient with others, how you are humble. Because beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. And guess who beholds? It is God. Not us. It does not matter. Like, I mean, we can behold if, because we are one with God. He makes us one with, them through, with him through Christ. So that we see through the eyes of godliness and see that person. The standard of beauty is God. Like he's holy, he's set apart. And the more godly a person is, the more beautiful they become. And compliments, I don't know if compliments is just beauty. Someone could play a guitar well and you could compliment that. Let us not be selfish about compliments. yeah? Because sometimes compliments encourage, not even sometimes, compliments encourage people. If someone has taken a photograph and it looks good, don't just say, mm, mm. no, be there to compliment them and tell them, oh, that looks good. See, it's not the way sometimes we Kenyans, eh, someone does something good and you're like, yeah, you've tried, you can do better. I mean, it's not wrong, but uh, there's a way of putting it that can encourage that person. And so I think our assignment would be to compliment five people, yourself not included. Like, look at something that you've done and say, I think that is beautiful. By the grace of God, I've been able to do that. If you find that you have pretty eyes, eh, compliment yourself and thank God for it. Because it is not by, by our own strength that we do it. So that's it for today. Compliment someone. Accept a compliment for, from someone if you receive it. And thank God for the good things that you see. Until next time, join me on this adventure as we ask what if. I'm Lisa Medla and goodbye.